here's the thing we didn't talk about it's like i feel like mentally like i feel like i should have not coped as well as i did this pregnancy Hi guys and welcome to another episode of the Meet Medic podcast. Now today I'm joined by my extra very special guest, uh, Imogen, my wife. Uh, now Imogen is very, very nervous. It's the first time being on camera. She's never been on YouTube or a podcast, so she's very nervous. So please everybody be very, very kind in the comments and she might come back. Now we're also joined by little baby Noah having a feed here. Um, this is just what we do in our house. We've just got to crack on with stuff. We've got four kids, as everybody knows. Um, so Noah's also going to be going to be joining us. Hopefully, he stays nice and quiet. So thank you, Imogen, for coming on the show and taking time out of your busy schedule. Obviously, as we can see, also she's trying to study for her exams. Um, so Imogen, maybe if you can give a little bit of background about yourself and why you are on the show today. Okay. Um, so obviously I'm married to you, um, and I'm a doctor as well, but not a GP, mum of four now. Um, so, um, you've been doing carnival for about a year now, yep. um, and a longer journey with weight loss and nutrition pretty much since we've been together. Um, but at the time I found out I was pregnant, we you were doing starting the kind of a diet and as you were sort of the main cook in our household you were doing most of the food so we were eating more meat we're moving more towards meat base and you know we i think with previous pregnancies eating quite a lot of pasta and rice and carbs and bread and we we're really moving towards more meat based but still having kind of vegetables um at least me and the kids were <laughs> um so then you were kind of trying to sell me on carnival diet and pregnancy. Uh, and the main selling features I can remember you saying was that you'd have, you know, people tend to deliver early apparently, um, but also babies tend to be bigger, which was not really selling me at all. And either <laughs> mainly on the bigger baby, if you're heading for a child delivery, you don't want a baby with a huge head. <laughs> Yeah, that's maybe not the best uh, the best selling point of uh, of carnivore in pregnancy, uh, suggesting that you might have a bigger bigger baby, um, and, and the risk then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I wasn't particularly keen to start with, um, but then in first trimester, getting quite a lot of nausea and you know just general like first trimester symptoms anybody's not been pregnant first trimester well at least for me it was just not fun um so then kind of you were suggesting maybe try seeing how you go with eating a lot more meat based um so i mean i was a little bit hesitant about doing pure carnivore two things really first of all we'd had a miscarriage before so i first went to mentally and just a little bit a little bit tough and didn't want to do anything too extreme that might be risky even though like i didn't there was any not really anything to suggest it would cause miscarriages but i just was being extra cautious and a little bit scared of trying anything that wasn't the norm um i also tried keto diets before like not during pregnancy it was like a while ago um, and that had really messed with my 
hormones. So I didn't want to do a keto diet and mess with hormones during pregnancy with a history of miscarriages. No. Um, so I quite like fruit and I figured I'd find that quite hard to cut out. So I was mainly eating meat, uh, dairy and fruit was the kind of main things, but having very, I don't think, I don't know if I, I can't really remember how much vegetables we ate, if any. I mean, it probably was. Uh, in pregnancy? Yeah. Uh, you pretty much ate like zero the whole yeah. pregnancy. And then the other thing is like with my previous pregnancies as baby four, um, with the first two, diet was awful. <laughs> uh, well, ice cream and just junk food. Um, but then maybe three was slightly better, mainly because I think the older kid was clocking on to when you eat junk and it just felt like you couldn't get away with as much. Um, but I was still eating a lot of like pasta and rice. And I think, cause with the way I grew up, it was like, oh, it wasn't a meal unless you had a big portion of carbohydrates. So it was eating a lot of rice, pasta and bread. The main difference this pregnancy was, I think, vegetables and cutting out all the carbs as well. Yeah, I mean, I think, that was a big difference um obviously fifth fifth pregnancy and yes i mean that's i haven't really spoken about it on the channel before but yes we unfortunately have had a miscarriage um and anyone that's been through that before of course i mean you can attest to this more than i can i suppose but you know it affects both parties and uh yeah you get very very nervous of course about anything in subsequent pregnancies don't you um and uh so you were a bit concerned about you know, trying, <laughs> trying new stuff. But yeah, um, I think with, you, you'd seen it obviously with, uh, with Freya, um, our third daughter. Um, and, and we definitely had a better diet. You had more meat, I think in your diet with her. Yeah. I did eat better than the first two. Um, but it, there was room for improvement. <laughs> there was room for improvement. Yes. So, um, why was it that, you know, I know why, because of course, because I was convincing you to do it. But why was it that you actually decided to go into this, you know, in the pregnancy? Um, I guess it was just like you just feeling generally run down, um, really nauseous in the first trimester, and just seeing if, like, you know, it was just. I think the conversation was like, well, why don't we just try it for a week or two, see how you feel. You can stop at any point. Like there was no pressure. Really. It was just like, why don't you try and see if you feel better? And I did feel a lot better. Um, and I, if I had a day where I ate like some sugar or something, I would, I would know it because it would feel, what I'd feel worse or get a headache or whatever. And if I'd be eating properly, then I would have felt much better. <laughs> um, so yeah, and it. Obviously, to start with, as you go through pregnancies, like different stages feel different ways. And I was like, can I really compare it to like my previous pregnancies? Everybody feels very different. I definitely am lucky in the sense that I have not had morning sickness like other people get. But for me, it really improved the nausea through the first trimester. And like within a, I think it was a week or so, it was just felt way better. Um, Especially because, like, if I stress you, you're trying to, you don't want to tell anybody. Well, I, I didn't want to tell anybody yet. And you're trying to carry on like everything's normal, but you feel rubbish. Yep. You're trying to work <laughs> with three kids. You're just like, I don't have time to feel 
yeah, you know, that, no, anything you just, holding me you back. You did have to feel rubbish. <laughs> you just got to get on with it. And then as we went, so then I just carried it on through the pregnancy and then other things it helped with. Um, so previously, probably by the 20 week mark, I'd get a lot of like, especially in the second pregnancy, I had a lot of like joint pain, feeling really sore, like, um, just felt like a lot of effort to move and move around. You want to stay active during pregnancy. And I don't think I just, it was just kind of like, okay, fine. I just get on with life as normal. And like, Oh, I remembered I was pregnant occasionally. Like it wasn't really not. <laughs> I remembered think, I was pregnant occasionally. <laughs> well, it's that thing of like, I think when it's early on, you don't, it's not like you're not getting kicks or it's not huge and people aren't yeah. commenting all the time. So you're like, you kind of, if you're not actually feeling much it all affects from it, you're just like, just get on and like, oh, yeah. Yeah. That's happening as well. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, I mean, basically, yeah, you said that, you know, you had a lot of nausea at the start. And yeah. You, you, didn't, you didn't have kind of true hyperemesis like some mm. people get, of course. Um, but you were getting a lot of nausea. I mean, I remember that. And uh, I think I'd said to you, um, look, why don't you, you know, just try taking out some of these vegetables, you know, it might make you feel better. There is some evidence to support that, that maybe more meat in the diet. A lot of women do actually get less less nauseated in pregnancy. And so I think after a little while, you kind of agreed with me because you were feeling pretty pretty nauseous, yeah. almost to the point where I think you were saying, like, I might need medications, which you didn't really want to take. No. Um, and so you decided, you know what, like, let's just try it. Let's take out some of that stuff. Um, and, I mean, you said a week. I mean, from my perspective, it was probably more like two, three days. I was noticing an improvement. My memory from that time is not that great. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> you two or three days. The bad stuff. It wasn't. <laughs> I think that's the magical thing about having babies is that your mind, as soon as you have the baby, it was like blocks out all the bad parts. Absolutely. Well, <laughs> Hence probably, why we're here for number four. Number four, yeah. You'd never go through it again. Um, but yeah, I mean, within I think two, three days, yeah, I was seeing the difference uh, with you. You were just more energy, like just less nauseated kind of complaining about things less. Uh, so that was definitely, an, I think, something that I yeah. that I noticed. So you took out vegetables. What else did you take out from the diet that you were eating in previous pregnancies? Uh, bread. I don't think I had, like, any bread, like, hardly anything bread, right? And we probably were eating a lot of pasta and rice. Like, some every meal I probably have had a portion of some kind of carbs in pregnancies like the first three maybe not so much with freya but like definitely the the first two and like i think that was the other big thing and vegetables as well but i was quite keen to keep what well, i wanted to keep the fruit in because i didn't want to be I, like i like sweet stuff and i think that little bit of like fruit with yogurt was like my thing like every day or so to keep me going i think i would have i think i would have struggled with just the the meat personally like i because when you were like i'm gonna do carnivore i was kind of like yeah, that doesn't sound like it's for me um <laughs> no you were very supportive for me to do yeah. it um but not you didn't necessarily want to jump into that yourself yeah and i think one of the big things is i would miss eating fruit a lot and then you know combined with the not doing so well keto before as well yeah i mean i think um you you don't i know you're not necessarily in the carnival world at least not yet or, you know by proxy she is of course through me 
um but this would be probably what most people would call like an animal-based you know diet yeah. kind of almost like the paul saladino approach um minus the honey we don't really eat honey in our house but you were eating basically meat and fruit yeah pretty much like the whole pregnancy i mean like um, dairy like milk and yogurt and stuff yeah. yeah yeah dairy as well milk yogurt cheese and then and then fruit pretty much on top um now in the interest of fairness of course you were taking a multivitamin as well yeah i mean honestly <laughs> i probably took it like <laughs> 75 60 percent of the time because i just didn't remember and like because they get you have to get blood tests and all that stuff and the main thing there was like on about was like iron iron um and like my hemoglobin was within normal range every time they checked it there's never been issues to be fair i've never been anemic super anemic before like having true low hemoglobin but i think it so in pregnancy it can drop a little bit more than normal and it'd be acceptable but i think it was like this time it was like just in the normal range for like non-pregnant people yeah i think from memory it was very 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 normal like the whole way through yeah. which was essentially high normal in for for pregnancy yeah basically so yeah so you found like a lot less a lot less nausea uh and then you said later in the pregnancy as well you felt just kind of less pain like yeah i think just i think third trimester is just generally a bit uncomfortable you're getting pretty big um but i i remember in previous months just being agony like driving because of having to use the foot like pedals like repetitive movements and stuff was just like really sore and i was doing the same job in third pregnancy with third baby as this one and doing so i have to use foot pedals to record some days at work and that was just like really sore um and caused me a lot of hip pain i think i had like one day or two days where i was like oh it's painful this time whereas Pretending it'd be like pretty much every day. Um, that I was at work, I'd be in pain from what I remember. Um, yeah, so just to clarify, so this pregnancy that was animal based, you didn't get that pain or yeah, as, well, as much. I probably got it. So I was at work till up until 36 weeks, and I was just doing normal, um, like the normal workload that I was doing before. Um, and over the whole pregnancy, I probably had once two days where I was like, oh, that's getting a bit much. And it was right at the end. Whereas before it was probably from about 24 weeks, I was just like sore. Yeah. I mean, I think obviously like I know you very well, of course, yeah. <laughs> we've been together 10 years. Uh, but, uh, obviously viewers, this is the first time they're, they're seeing you. They don't know you before. Yeah. I mean, look, Imogen is a very, very practical, very <laughs> realistic, very stoical woman who, you know, with four kids, you kind of just got to get on with stuff. And Imogen does just get on with stuff. She definitely does not sit and moan and whinge. Um, but yeah, definitely. I noticed a, a big difference in the amount that you were kind of complaining about pain and discomfort yeah. in this pregnancy. I think the other thing is that like mentally I know that if I sit and focus on the pain it will be worse so I tend to try and like just pretend it's not happening um and also I think I kind of with pregnancy my approach in third trimester is like this is a normal process I'm just gonna 
get on with it and get through it, get to the end. Um, so try and like not focus on it. But I think definitely it was because a couple of times you were like, oh, are you actually feeling better or are you just not complain like feeling like you just can't complain about it? Because <laughs> you were like, you just seem to not be yeah. saying or like asking for a massage or saying sore or any of that stuff. Um, and I think it was just genuinely, I just felt way better. Um, things like muscle cramps. I got those in other pregnancies. I don't think I got a single one this pregnancy. Mm. Um, and just, yeah, yeah, feeling a lot better in general. And I was like, the last couple of weeks before I gave birth, I was like out walking like five three five k a day when i dropped the door of a day because i was just like i just yeah. wanted to move and i did felt good enough that i could keep moving that much without it being sore yeah. or an issue yeah i mean i remember back when obviously first pregnancy we were living in england there uh in Wellington, and i remember you going out for walks you know it was like snow and cold and frosty and you're like yeah. oh for god's sake i've got to go out for a walk again like get this baby out of me and and this one, you were just like, yep, I'm going for a walk. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> and just like out for like an hour. Like you literally were hiking up Mount, Mount Kutha, uh, yeah. which is like the, lo the local kind of mountain here. I mean, it's here Brisbane, in so it's not like, it's not like. Yeah, Brisbane, high, Brisbane's hilly. Though. It's hilly, but it's not like high mountains. Yeah, like it's, it's, it's like not a. Not Mount Everest, but you know. It's like a. <laughs> it's a decent hike. Like a 4K <laughs> trek. It's not. You don't get much altitude here. Like it's oh, yeah, hilly, but, but you don't. There's, there's quite a few steps and stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah, like it's you're not climbing Mount Kilimanjaro or Mount Everest <laughs> or anything. But yeah, like it's a decent hike. Like, like I get a little bit out of breath doing that. And yeah, and, you know, like at one point I was bigger than you would have been when you were pregnant. But well, that was the joke in the first two pregnancies. Was like you've got to be smaller than, than me by the end of the pregnancy, which kind of tells you how far you've you've come since then that was that was always the joke that i i kind of had to be by the end of the pregnancy i had to be essentially less less big my belly had to be smaller than imogen's otherwise it was a it was yeah pretty bad time yeah <laughs> i probably managed that once <laughs> i don't know whereas this time yeah i mean obviously i've just been losing loads of weight on carnival um but yeah i mean look i want to make it very clear to all the listeners all the viewers i did offer massages repeatedly yeah, you're you're very supportive as a husband. You did, <laughs> but they were they were declined. I think almost every single time. Like, you just didn't need them. No, you just didn't need them. Like all these hot baths, like hot showers, yeah. everything. Like you just you just didn't need them. This but also time. like um, before, I'd have to like prop myself up in bed in like a certain particular position to be able to sleep comfortably, and like I didn't really need that as much this pregnancy. Um, yeah. and then the other thing as well, you were like we're talking about bigger babies before like so second pregnancy um getting like extensive obstetric history here the second pregnancy our daughter was like small for dates and was measuring small and thankfully that's not been an issue in any of the other pregnancies but they also have been well the first two have been pretty much on the small side when they've been born um and he was measuring like all the scans was measuring really really big like no issues so that was also the other thing is like he seemed to be growing well on it i think you know if at any point it would be like not he'd not be doing well we probably would have i probably would have stopped but he he yeah. was 
doing really well and it will seem to from uh, you don't really know when you're pregnant how the baby's doing you just get like a few scans and you know let's listen at one point for the heart rate so you it you don't know for sure but he from the they wanted an extra scan because we had a small baby before so got an extra one but you could he seemed to be doing like growing really well and way bigger than any of the other kids had been yeah absolutely i mean that we are i mean i, I made it kind of very very clear image made it very very clear you know we had this agreement that of course if there was you know the slightest issue we would have gone back to standard you know pregnancy yeah. diet basically standard advice um but there wasn't any issues all the way all the way through the pregnancy it was pretty much absolute textbook pregnancy it better than textbook because textbooks you get all these problems heartburn and reflux and yeah. constipation and nausea and i mean we haven't spoke about those i mean if you're happy to speak about i speak yeah. about poop on this channel um, constipation i don't know like <laughs> other pregnant people but constipation was like the biggest issue in every pregnancy i've had and i would like Pretty, we we're talking about this when we move yeah. like Movicol, Methamucil, like all these ones, like powdery drink things they give you, they just taste wrong. <laughs> like yeah. they don't, I don't, I just don't, I really hate taking them and it didn't really work that well. Um, and it was like, it'd be like, it was just getting, I was really uncomfortable stuff. And you, so this wasn't, necessary i think it kind of fed into the diet because i was probably having a bit more fat with the meat but then you were saying why don't you just it took again it took you some persuasion i don't like admitting you're right <laughs> <laughs> that is very true <laughs> um but you try like try coconut oil and actually that worked really well for me it took a bit of like tinkering to get the right amount but like that kept me going bowel wise which i've never had in any other pregnancy and I think it was, yeah. if I didn't drink, if I didn't have the coconut oil, that wouldn't, I think the carnivore alone probably wasn't enough for me. But that was, I think, if you if you ask what the worst thing about being pregnant was, I'd probably say constipation. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, me. constipation's been, been pretty bad for you in, in all of those pregnancies. Yeah. Uh, it is something that, you know, if you don't mind me saying, like you, you do struggle with yeah. quite often. You have before yeah. anyway. Um, you, unlike me, like I, I can just eat kind of like a, a super fatty steak and then put fat on top and like even more fat on top of that. And I'm really good. Like, but you, you find it taste wise, just a bit like excess fat, a bit not. Yeah. I think that's the thing is like when you're, great. when I was pregnant, I also like fatty things would just like, wouldn't make me na nauseous, but like, it's just, I find certain textures just difficult to swallow. Yeah, it's probably a me thing being weird, but like, well, I think it's a pregnancy thing, maybe anyway. I don't know. But, um, but, but then, yeah, you were saying, so you kind of because you were like, just eat a chunk of butter, just eat butter, <laughs> and he was like, I just, I can't do yeah, that. Yeah, I was channeling, channeling my inner inner Bella steak and butter gal, and just like, just eat butter, come on, just eat butter. And she's like, no, I can't do it, I can't do it. <laughs> I like just cutting off like chunks of butter, and she's like, no, no, I can't do it, I can't do it. And then the kids are like, I'll have some. Yeah, the kids would eat the butter, but like now, you now you just put butter in your coffee. Yeah, I do find that, and and you like it. So, so you basically supplemented with it was like MCT oil, keto oil, wasn't it? Yeah, um, rather than just the straight coconut oil because just taste difference maybe. Although it did. I did go too much at some points and that like gave me abdo pain, which was kind of freaked me out the first time. I was just like, 
Yeah. I was like, what is happening? And then I went to the toilet and I was like, oh, okay, it's fine. <laughs> um, one thing that I really noticed from my perspective was the heartburn. Oh, yeah, that's true. And, oh, the lack I kind of, of forgot that was even a thing in pregnancy because it wasn't a thing this pregnancy. Yeah, like there's probably women out there, you know, listening to this, hopefully, you know, thinking like, oh my God, like my heartburn is just the worst. Absolutely terrible. Like maybe you can talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so previous pregnancies, I'd probably have a bottle of Gaviscon with me like at all times and just like literally chugging it. I don't know how many bottles I went through, like insane amounts. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> and I did learn over time like certain foods would make it worse, like tomatoes, orange juice. Um, like tomatoes was the main thing. It would, and I probably ate yeah. a lot of tomato pasta sauces and stuff in previous pregnancies. Was like, oh, damn, what is this time really? Yeah. Um, and definitely like, so this time I do get very mild occasional, but like if I had a glass of milk, that would it'd be gone. That was it. I didn't really. It wasn't really an issue, but other pregnancies, it was like a a big deal. Like yeah burning pain through my chest and then yeah i mean i I remember being sent out at like 10 o'clock at night to go to like tesco in england like 24 hour shopping like go buy me gavis gone you know like like literally and i come back with a bottle like this she's like that's not enough (laughs) like go back and buy me the big bowl you know and like sending me out and all all hours to go and buy gavis gone and um you know uh, other anti-acids are available of course um and and this time yeah like not a, you didn't have a single drop yeah i just had milk yeah like and you didn't have a single drop of anti-acid like liquid anything at all this whole pregnancy but this time if i go i need to just feel like oh that's slightly irritating it's like it was even though i had it it was like like if i had a glass of milk it would probably pretty completely go so you know it's nice to not have it and to have it but if we're out or somewhere i'm just like oh that's slightly annoying. that's not really mm. you know oh, I actually need something for this right now. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, benefits-wise, you, you've obviously, we've covered a few things. I mean, constipation, that was a, a big issue for you. It yeah. is a big if- issue for you. That just was was almost a non-issue during pregnancy. Yeah. When I forgot to take it, though, it was an issue. But yeah. you could- <laughs> um, just supplementing with the fat, you finally listened to me <laughs> to take out the fiber and put in the fat, and it worked. Yeah. Um, your heartburn was massively better, mm-hmm. uh, almost to the point where it didn't even exist that much. Just- well, I forgot about it. <laughs> yeah, you forgot about it. Um, and then just a lot less pain, a lot less discomfort, just yeah. more energy, like you said, able to just go and hike up Mount Guther. Um, without effort, almost. I mean, well, from my perspective, you know, you yeah. Just, yeah, I'm off. Bye. See you later. Came back, and you looked like you could go again if you wanted. Yeah, to, quite easily, uh, and a lot less nausea, you know, early on as well. Um, were there any problems? Were there any downsides of eating a lot more meat in pregnancy? Taking out those vegetables, taking out the carbs and the wheat, and all the other things we're told um... to eat in pregnancy. Guess I, that says it all. I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I can't remember any. I mean, not really. I don't think there wasn't anything that I had this time around that I didn't have before. Yeah, I, I think at one point you did get maybe a very slight meat aversion. I think, if I recall, you were like, "Oh, I don't know if I can eat more meat today." 
and then I think I just said, well, maybe just don't eat. And Whoa. then you just basically didn't eat. And then the next was day, that you were when you again. were doing that, like 30 day ribeye, ribeye, and I was just like, I don't know, maybe I can't remember. I don't know. But then you weren't doing it with me, so no. But sure. we were eating a lot of the same meal over and over and over. I don't know. We were, to be fair. Well, maybe that's a good segue then into what did you actually kind of eat in in pregnancy? Well, basically, what you cooked me. <laughs> <laughs> what um, I cooked you, yeah, pretty much. So, I would, I breakfast, maybe like, I can't really remember if we were having the same sort of thing now, but maybe eggs bacon maybe some mince whatever meat we could <laughs> basically had just left over in the fridge it was quick um lunches i'd usually have like uh olives a lot of silver side like cold meat cut meats um i might have a couple of crackers <laughs> as well just usually it'd be like while i'm packing the kids for lunch i'll just shove an extra portion in for me um but it was mainly like cold cuts of meat, olives, cheese. Well, that's the bad thing for pregnancy is you like have to eat like certain types of cheese. You can't eat the good cheese. Yeah, you can't really kind of eat a lot of soft cheeses. And no, which is camemberts and berries and stuff like that, which is all, all the nice stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and so it was mainly cheese, olives, cold cuts of meat for lunch. I've probably taken a couple of slices of fruit just because I like eating fruit. <laughs> yeah, and then just steak, basically. And then the evenings, yeah, we'd probably have steak or some kind of cut of meat, um, basically. And then that was about it. And then I guess what the main things we eat in our house are like pork crackle and crisps because that's sort of the – we just have like the staples we feed the kids. <laughs> we'll just eat the same. So like mm. – Pork crackling crisps, avocados, although they were probably out of season for us. Yeah, I mean, they're like pretty cheap and in season now, I think. But yeah, I don't, you don't remember you eating that much avocado. You would just ate like a lot of steak. Basically. I had a lot of like in the evenings, I'd have frozen berries and yogurt or frozen mango and yogurt. Um, mm. And that was pretty much it. Exciting stuff. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the, that's the thing, though. I don't think you need to be super exciting, super creative on, on like, a carnivore animal-based diet. You know, it's just yeah. eat, eat what tastes right, eat what tastes good. Yeah, and I think, you know, I think the other thing as well that made it a lot easier was the, is investing in an air fryer. Like, I'm, if we didn't have an air fryer that made it, like, super easy to cook all the meat and stuff, probably would be, especially with the kids, you can just, just the ease of shoving it in, take timer off and going. Because our oven is god awful in this um in this rental. Yeah. yeah so <laughs> the you know, the oven's having an easy, convenient way to cook what you want to eat definitely helps massively with trying to oh, yeah. when eat you got, better as well. When you got four kids, yeah, it makes a big difference. The air fries definitely uh was it was one of our better buys, wasn't it? Yeah. But I think if I was having to like fry up eggs, bacon in the morning and not be able to go off and do other stuff and keep watching a pan and stuff, I don't know if I'd have eaten quite as well. But yeah, that yeah. was the main things that we ate. I think I think that's an important point though, because you know, a lot of people out there they're gonna be watching this, uh, listening to this going, these guys have like four kids. Like they both work full time. Like, how are they even managing it? I mean, you things like air fryers and stuff. Like, you know, nobody has time to come home, like, 
5, 6 p.m., whatever, after work, kids are screaming they want food. Like, you know, this is why people turn to fast food, going to yeah. McDonald's on the way home, KFC, whatever, because they don't have, like, hours to cook some amazing creation. And toddlers don't understand. It'll be ready in five minutes. It's just I want it now. I'm hungry now. Yeah, when they want it, they want it. They don't understand. But, you know, I'm making you some amazing, delicious, nutritious creation that's going to look like this picture. And they're like, I don't give a damn. <laughs> give me the food. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. So, yeah, time saving in our house is is definitely important. Um, you mentioned uh, some blood tests earlier. Like yeah. You mentioned your iron. I mean, did were there any other issues in your blood tests? Like at any point in the pregnancy, was any concern raised about your health? baby's health like noah's health anything at all um so because i've like i've had pretty low risk pregnancies although apart from like small baby before so we the way it works in australia is that you can either go public or private um and if you go we went public um because i just wanted like a midwife led birth at the hospital um, and it was managed through the midwives and the gps and so with that you get like basically uh here you get like a couple of you only get your bloods checked i think at the beginning i think is it like 20 24 weeks and then at the end and you get scans to like one to at the beginning to say how where you are in your pregnancy so they know to like when to book you in and then you get one of we got an extra one with the um screening and then one at 20 weeks and then we they wanted this next one at 28 weeks so i didn't have a lot of monitoring like if you go private here i think you get scans like every appointment you go to from what other people have told me so we didn't maybe have super high levels of monitoring but that was kind of a choice based on past experience and a lot of other things but um basically at every point the blood's were like plumb normal the scans were all all within normal limits no issues raised at all um so yeah I, there was nothing at any point that they were like it's abnormal i mean i did to be in all fairness though when the midwives talked about nutrition i mean it was it's very very vague anyway they're just yeah. like you know eat healthy <laughs> was pretty much the summary um, especially because they're like, oh, you've had a baby before, you know it all, it's fine. Um, I don't need to cover all this. So, you know, they more focus on like, these are the things you shouldn't eat in pregnancy. Don't eat like all these things that might have listeria in them. Don't eat like raw meat, which that was the only really bad side about doing carnival when like, or more meat based while you're pregnant is that, well, I really like a rare steak and <laughs> you can do that. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> You didn't have it like super well done, but we kind of followed like uh, CDC guidance. You know, you can heat it, I think, to like sixty-four degrees C, yeah. which is like a like a like a medium, medium, medium rare, maybe. Like mincing needs to be sixty-eight. But then when you're like and... feeding the kids carpaccio and like eating a rare yeah. steak opposite <laughs> me, it's just Sorry. like <laughs> looking longingly across the table, just trying to like smell. <laughs> Yeah. Well, to be fair, like I'm doing like 30 days of mince now and like I'm looking at your steaks longingly. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> the smell wafting over to me. Thinking, oh God, I really want to eat that. Um, 
where like obviously i know obviously no has been born now the pregnancy went perfectly fine like yeah. delivery like what was there any issues in delivery at all from your experience was there any difference to previous pregnancies i mean so i think overall with our deliveries we i've been i don't know lucky but like first pregnancy stumbled across for this pregnancy yoga class and i think the teacher in that mentally helped me prepare a lot for the birth and like how you look at pain and it's being a actually positive thing during labor because it's getting you more towards having your baby and that set me up for a really good delivery with uh, our first one lily and that kind of has carried through so i have had in every pregnancy you know a vaginal delivery that's been a uh, minimal medication the um, so I've, you know, I think some of that is luck because I do have fast-ish deliveries mm. um, and I've kind of learned stuff about how to kind of manage myself through it. But this time around, um, I was hoping it would start off sooner, <laughs> but it didn't. Um, but yeah, I think I think I'd like convinced you it was going to be yeah. some like super quick delivery with with the carnivore. And it no, it was more like happen. I was hoping it would happen at like thirty seven or thirty eight weeks and just get this baby out of me because when you get to the end, you're just like I have to pee every twenty minutes. I can't see yeah. my toes anymore. <laughs> it's just huge, and there's this like tiny human being doing a Mexican wave in my abdomen every hour or so. Like you just, I. Well, for me at least, and I think a lot yeah. of people I've talked to have just been like, you just want it over by that point. I think that's why I was trying <laughs> to convince you. Like, oh, it wasn't because like, oh, Noah's going to be really big and this is a good thing. It was like, oh, he's going to come out earlier. He's going to grow quicker. Yeah. He'll come out earlier. Like a lot of people say that he actually just came out when he was meant to come out. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but delivery-wise, I mean, I think it actually went slower than previous ones but i think it was more to do with like positions that i was i didn't feel like i could tolerate standing up as well this pregnancy because he was just right down in there um but it kind of went i think as smoothly yeah as other times i had a little bit of gas in there like at the end um I don't know if I needed actually less pain relief than it was Freya. I don't really. Um, I think in like. I think labor, my mind just kind of like blocks it out and you're like, oh, yeah, I started and then I remember the baby coming out. Like, I, yeah. My mind just kind of. Pretty much, yeah. You I probably think, can remember this more clearly <laughs> I can than I can. It better than you can, yeah. I mean, I think in, in like with Lily, if you are first, you know, you had like two paracetamol. And that was it. You threw them up like an hour after you had them, and then that was it. Gas you know that, it wasn't necessarily our choice, though, because we got into hospital and the, they were like, "Oh, you'll be ages," and then she came out. So yeah, I did, that, I was, that was a pretty quick really... one. No, and then like Charlotte, you were induced, so that was a different story altogether. Um, and then Freya and like Noah, you you had pretty much like one paracetamol, maybe. Yeah, that was it. So, um, and then gas, gas and air. So. Um, Obviously, like now you're breastfeeding. I mean, we can see that, of course. I mean, have yeah. you had any issues with milk supply, milk coming in? I mean, this is so something so many women struggle with. Have you had any issues with your milk supply at all? No. None at all? No. I mean, I, I guess it's that thing of just knowing 
that having done it before, like I can do this and you just kind of have to ride it out a little bit in the first weeks while your supply comes up. But I felt like it came in actually pretty quick Hmm. and I feel like it's also been a lot less uncomfortable feeding this time. I don't know. Hmm. Like first time around, I remember it being super sore, loads of like nipple pain I'm using like creams and stuff, just trying to like get through the first few weeks. Whereas like, to be fair, I think it was Freya as well. It wasn't really a thing. So I don't know if it's more, cause I was eating probably more meat based with her, but I was still having carbs. It was yeah. kind of like a transition between the yeah, first couple and I think, now. I think so. Like with Freya, it was more like you were definitely eating more meat for sure. We were yeah. more conscious of diet. I think at that point but Yeah. with no, it was pretty much just, yeah. Animal based meat and fruit, fruit yeah. and much and dairy. Of course. Um, one thing I want to ask you, actually, I mean, I know the answer to this, of course, but <laughs> um, what did you find like any issues with things like your hair during pregnancy this time versus previous pregnancies? Uh, like hair falling out? I think usually in pregnancy, it'd be like it wouldn't fall out. But then after I gave birth, then it'd start falling out loads. Well, I don't feel like i mean you probably drive you crazy being like in a house full of <laughs> four women with hair everywhere oh uh, yeah <laughs> coming out like my hair does tend to i guess molt a little bit like i probably shed more hair than most people yeah do you know what that's actually really interesting the reason i'm asking this is i know i know the answer um is basically like you haven't had like any issues with your hair no and all. the other thing i forgot to say earlier as well is that in previous pregnancies i would get bleeding gums um that is true for the last 10 12 weeks like quite a lot and i'd be brushing and they give me stuff give me some mouthwash i don't know which one is yeah then just to be like oh it's just pregnancy related gum inflammation it's fine but you know you know just need to keep brushing and scrubbing whereas i think i had it like once or twice in the last two weeks this time yeah it was i was like this is weird why is this not happening yeah, I mean, like in all the previous pregnancies, um, I want to come back to your hair, but yeah, like you have had bleeding gums, like yes, that is pretty common in pregnancy, and you know, I, I talk to a lot of my you know my patients about this kind of stuff. Like I mentioned it on the channel a few times, you know, we we kind of just in the medical profession we've just normalized so much pathology, yeah, because it's just so common uh that it's just seen as a normal thing but mm. yeah like bleeding gums like that that isn't actually necessarily normal in pregnancy and and it's but it's very common yeah but it's not normal but you you didn't really get that much this time at all no like hardly any to i was like i remember saying to you this is really odd like i because i remember i yeah. got a bit and i was like oh this is like the first time and i'm at like yeah. i think i was in like 30 <laughs> oh yeah that's four weeks or something i was like oh that didn't happen yeah like oh yeah i meant Again, actually get my mentally yeah, just, blocking out all the yeah. bad things but like yeah i mean there's going to be people out there listening to this going oh yeah but she ate loads of fruit so she's got loads of vitamin c but i don't think you ate any much more fruit than you had in previous pregnancies oh, i probably ate in previous pregnancy yeah you probably ate more in previous pregnancies than this than this one yeah and you weren't eating like liver and organs and stuff like no. that in this pregnancy at all were you no so like liver's not really recommended in in pregnancy just in case for vitamin a so yeah yeah and you're not a fan of awful 
organs. Anyway. We were mainly eating like mince, sausages, steak, like yeah, yeah, more mainstream Just forms main, of mainstream, meat. <laughs> mainstream meat. Um, yeah, like I want to come back to your hair a little bit though, because because yes, look, I'm in a household with four women. There is a lot of hair, <laughs> uh, a lot of hairbrushes always go missing. Um, it doesn't really bother me. I think it bothers the the vacuum Hoover, uh, the the vacuum cleaner quite well. a lot. Um, but the, I've noticed, like previous pregnancies, you have lost, you know, hairs that any shared fair bit, and afterwards, yeah. like breastfeeding and so on, like you've lost, you know, quite a bit of hair. Not like balding, but just molting yeah. quite a lot. And you've had this issue for long, for, mm. like so as I know you, you've always kind of lost quite a bit of hair. Yeah. Um. But I mean, I commented this morning, I think it was, you yeah. know, that like your hair's just like super thick. Mm. And I, I've not, I don't even recall the last time I saw one of your hairs, like on the floor, like on me. Like, I'm, oh, I'm it's, usually it's still in, happening. I'm usually covered in your hair. It's still happening. <laughs> Is it? Uh, fair enough. Fair it's enough. just not as many. Yeah. I just, well, like in the shower and stuff, I, I just, yeah. I don't think it's happening as much on this animal base. It does seem to be a bit less. Yeah, I, I think it is. I would say that. Yeah, I think it is. Um, so, I mean, you were talking about the midwife and like the doctor. We didn't, we didn't have an obstetrician really because we were just going through the public system. But yeah. Did you did you tell anyone that you were doing like this animal based pregnancy, whatever? No. <laughs> <laughs> why? Why not? Why didn't you tell anyone? Because uh, having worked in the medical profession, the and being through med school where they what they teach about diet and nutrition is I don't know. Did we did we even get any like I don't even or you we went to the same med school but not the same year. So I don't I don't even remember being actually taught about nutrition. It just being like, oh yeah, no. <laughs> it like a caveat to most conditions is like, oh, good, you know, you know, diet can help. Yeah. And it's like, okay. And then the only th other th teaching was at school where it's like the food pyramid and like 442. And so, and yeah. then obviously living with you um, and you to like, I've hands up not done any research. I just trust you. <laughs> and <laughs> for better or for worse, that's what they say in wedding vows, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, but you, I, like I know you and I know that you're very meticulous and you will research everything very thoroughly and you will like I'm like if you've read this I, you're going to read it when will deaths and I'm going to read it at so I just if you're telling me this is the summary I, I trust you um so like I guess through your health journey like I've I've therefore been educated as well on nutrition and essentially what was taught at school and med school is just not very great but then that also gives you the perspective that when you're dealing with health professionals that they're probably coming from the perspective of uh traditional teaching and 442 and this is what makes a healthy diet and that you just kind of accept that you you don't agree with them and there's no point discussing it basically yeah i mean i think it, it is kind of sad that you know, you almost have to hide it from. Yeah, I also just get a bit twitchy when it's like when you're talking about it in relation to your children as well. You just don't, people. I just, I just 
Yeah, people are weird. People are weird. I don't want to get a tirade or someone who just feels like they need to. Pregnancy seems to bring a lot of unwanted advice, and I just think yep. I want to minimize <laughs> that. So I don't want to listen to a 20-minute spiel from someone about dietary advice that's completely wrong, basically. Yeah. Pretty much. I mean, yeah, obviously, like, you do trust me. And, of course, I'd never lead you astray. And, yeah, like, I'd probably drive you crazy. Like, when we're buying, like, anything, I'm just, like, researching it for weeks. And Yeah. Yeah, like, so, you know, I That's I assuming that you assume that I'm actually listening to what you're saying. Well, yeah, that's <laughs> probably a lot of time you don't. But that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> just listen to the, the salient <laughs> points. Um, but uh, I think that that's kind of, like, the power of, of like, meat in a way though like obviously look you're living with a you, you are a doctor of course yourself you're living with a doctor um and people are gonna say oh yeah but you know he's got she's got this person to to guide her um but i'm not really talking to you day in day out about like oh this is what this is in this nutrition this is what's in that yeah. nutrition like i'm not putting together like this super nutritiously balanced diet for you and like yeah. laying it all out i'm just like what do you want to eat tonight yeah and you're like, yeah, steak sounds great. Like, yeah, mint sounds fine. Burger sounds fine. Like, yeah. we're not talking like all this in-depth nutrition at home, really. No. Uh, Nobody's just, got time for that. No, nobody's got time for that. It's just like, yeah, what do we feel like for dinner tonight? Yeah. And it's just, I think that's just the power of I think meat. the conversation was basically like, okay, so you're going to do a pure carnivore diet. I'm going to do eat what you're eating but i'm also going to add in fruit was like that was the extent of the depth of the conversation really and then you'd 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 tell me things of like oh i read this paper that said this this is interesting like you'd tell me things that you found interesting and you like you still do like if you know oh i read this book this is interesting or what you know yeah and then you probably like rolled your eyes or something and like yeah "Yeah, okay great thanks (laughs) um but so you know yeah and I guess that's that's a, maybe a good segue into like where, like, what are you eating now? Breastfeeding, and where, like, where do you go from here? Like, what's your plans for diet? Do you have any plans yeah. for diet? You just whatever. Like, where are you at now? So, at the moment, breastfeeding. Well, my initial intent with breastfeeding was like, I'm just going to eat what I want because I'm initially because I'm like sleep deprived. I'm just going to eat what I want, and. Um, but that's been a lot. A lot of what we t- I've eaten during breastfeeding has been dictated by what how Noah's been doing. So he, um, so I, the first week or so was fine. Then we had flu, probably flu in the house. Our, our second eldest was like She's, super sick. Yeah, with a one week old baby at home, just what you want. Home over the school holidays. Yeah. Anyway, um. And then he got a bit snuffly and then, but seemed to be fine, I guess, breastfeeding, getting, you know, we've been all vaccinated and stuff before. Um, But he then seemed to be getting rashes, like over his face, over his body. He was pooping like every couple of hours, really runny. It was just... And he just seemed really unsettled with like gas and stuff. So, because you obviously you've been you were at work, I was at home more. So you kind of were like, okay, like seeing it more from an outside perspective. Whereas I was just like, I'm only sleeping like an hour at a time. I need to just like getting through this. It'll get better. Just like 
clinging on to like, it will get better at some point. Um, and you were like, oh, maybe he's actually got a cow's milk protein tolerance or some kind of intolerance is going on. So we were, you were like, you know, maybe if you just do a maybe carnivore, pure carnivore diet and really like see how you go. So we, to start with a cutout, all dairy, which like, I like dairy. I like a bit of yogurt. Yeah, you and do like dairy. That I mean, like, wasn't happy about that, but you know what? I needed to sleep more than <laughs> I needed to eat some yogurt. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so we cut out cow's milk and I was eating mainly just meat. And then my mom came to visit and they like a good pastry and carbs. And I probably started then eating a lot of diet went a little bit yeah. slightly downhill. I think. Uh, I started eating a lot of wheat and probably there was probably soy as well and stuff they were buying and then it got worse. He seemed to get better and then worse again. So then I cut out wheat. So it was basically like all the kitty was meat and eggs. Yeah. <laughs> it was basically all I ate for a couple of weeks and it seemed to completely resolve. And then we've just slowly added stuff back in. So now I'm eating dairy again, meat avocados fruit um and then occasionally bit a bit of like treat stuff with the kids like went to birthday party today and had some cake but like we're not that's a kid's birthday party I routinely mean, yeah every meal eating it was like every now and then or i've had a terrible night's sleep i wasn't gonna gonna treat yeah. myself but you do you miss any of that you know, like junk food, that bad food or anything. I mean, because like previously, you know, you, I remember like previous pregnancies and stuff, you know, you're sending me out like three in the morning to get ice cream. And, we ate a lot of Ben and Jerry's, I think, in the first. Yeah, we pretty pregnancy. much just like supported Ben and Jerry's stock. Like, <laughs> and you're like, sympathy pregnancy. I was like, well, if you're going to eat it, I'll eat it as well. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, hence why I probably got bigger than I should in your pregnancies. Um, but uh, yeah, like I remember you, you know, you, you do have a sweet tooth and you do like yeah. chocolate and you like ice cream and stuff like that. I, like, I do. <laughs> I will admit to you, that. You definitely do. Like where do you miss that? Cause we don't, you don't really eat that now um, like much at all. I well, know. I do treat myself like occasionally. I, I'm not like. No, you're, you're not a nun like yes there's yes. <laughs> there's some stuff in there yes but i just i've cut down a hell of a lot from what i would have eaten i guess it's that thing of also having the knowledge of like i think things like raisin toast or stuff that they like it's kind of branded as like you can kind of convince yourself it's like oh it's got raisins in and it's a bread it's not like it's not a dessert it's not super unhealthy and you're like actually like it's just the more the knowledge of okay if i'm gonna eat these things it, it is a a treat it's full of sugar it's it's a sweet thing it's not you can't just like eat it every day for breakfast and convince yourself it's healthy yeah i think it's more that knowledge of not knowing knowing you can't eat that stuff all the time like if you want to treat yourself occasionally that's okay but yeah i yeah. think that's more more it's more kind of an education on yeah on it basically and you're you're like just cool with well you know what like yeah i know this is bad for me but every once in a while like i will accept that that's yeah. fine but you're not kind of convincing yourself oh it's good because it's got raisins and it's it's breakfast and it's a 
It's got yeah. fruit. It's good. It must well, be Well, I was raised know? in a house where, like, we'd eat muffins and pan of, pan of chocolate as, like, a, a good breakfast. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be to be fair, like, you turned out pretty good. So, you know, think... let's, let's not blame, blame your parents <laughs> too much if they're listening. <laughs> we love you. Yeah. But I think it's been proven time and time again, like, I've got a Oh, I think I've got a pretty good metabolism, so I I can get away with eating stuff, which is probably not the best though, because then you yeah. don't get the bad effects from it. But for the moment, I'm kind of eating mainly meat, mainly fruit, dairy. Um, I think kind of going forward to what you were saying before. So I've got you kind of just mentioned at the beginning, but I've got exams coming up in May, which are like super hard. Um, so it's like postgraduate exams for, med for like the specialty I'm doing. Um, so I'm like anything that might help me do better in those. I'm like maybe if I actually did a more strict diet, maybe it would help my. Because you were saying like, again, I do listen to some of the stuff you say. Um, like brain function, memory, and you know can help. It's like, well, you know, maybe give it a go. Like, it's probably not gonna make me perform worse like i don't see how it's gonna hurt mm. um if i can actually but kind of i think that's the next thing to maybe transition and just see how i go um but i probably will struggle to like give up fruit completely yeah i mean basically uh, i guess uh baby noah seems to be pretty compliant at the moment behaving so we were going to try and split this episode into two just with with Noah and everything, but he seems to be behaving pretty well. So maybe we'll just kind of carry on for well, a little bit. Kids, you got to go with the flow. You do just have to go with the flow. Absolutely. One thing that you've commented on to me, you know, privately, but I, uh, you know, I think you're okay to talk about it. Is is weight? Now you've yeah. never really struggled with your weight. I mean, you're talking about your weight anyway. Your metabolism. Um, you've never struggled with your weight at all. Well, no, but not not really. But also, like, no, I'm not being like overweight um by any stretch like i've always been like the healthy bmi range but then again like you know is bmi the best measure um <laughs> no, that's another, another <laughs> conversation for another day um but i think at points i've definitely put on more weight and we've got like gone through i mean i talk about like we but like essentially we end up eating the same thing and if one of us is like Oh, I get way fatter than you get. Yeah, but we... <laughs> My metabolism's terrible. Like, you know, you don't... You, like anybody, you go through cycles of, like, eating worse, putting on a bit more weight, probably being a bit more overweight than you should be. Um, I'm kind of going through cycles with it, but... Yeah. I mean, one thing that you said to me, you know, the other day was you feel like you're kind of losing the, the baby weight, I think, quicker Yeah. this time around than you have previously and bearing in mind this is fourth baby as well yeah so fourth pregnancy fourth baby like you would expect yeah. it to be harder i mean the first baby was like 25 so it it yeah i didn't really have to try because whereas like third time around I definitely felt like it just was a little taking longer to get back um whereas this time it just seems to have, i'm not because i was kind of like in my head was like okay well I'll just give myself a couple of months like before I start worrying about really being super strict with the diet. Let's just get through newborn phrase. Like, like mentally I'm like, 
a, you, you can't be too tough on yourself. Like if you're, you know, you've got to be like reasonable. If you're getting four hours sleep and it's trying to like get all the kids to school and functioning on low levels of sleep and stuff, you can't also be like beating yourself up for, you know, not eating too much or being not following a strict diet or whatever. It's like going to give myself a couple of months to see how it goes. And actually I've been, I've just gained like, every now and then just keeping track of my weight just to see if it's tracking back down. It was mainly, I don't really like weighing myself because I don't feel like it's the best thing, but it was more like if you, if I suddenly started putting loads, piling weight back on, it'd be like, okay, wait, you need to, you've gone too far. You need to, mm. you need to, you know, maybe really think more twice about the diet. So it was more tracking it just to make sure that I wasn't, going the wrong way um but it seems to have been dropping way quicker than i was kind of expecting like i'm i probably put about 15 kilos over the course of pregnancy obviously some of that's baby placenta and you drop quite a bit just with giving birth yeah but it's probably gone down by like 10 11 i probably within like two kilos of what i was pre-pregnancy yeah it's gone i think it's gone down a lot quicker um, yeah. than it has in previous pregnancies and, and certainly you have commented on that a number of times. Yeah, and it's also just nice to put a fit back in your old clothes again sooner. Yeah, it is certainly is. Un unless in the, apart from when you're like having to even buy like a new wardrobe every like three months like I have. <laughs> yeah, well. You're always on at me like, you're bloody spending money again on clothes. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to buy really good clothes that'll last me for ages and it's like, I'll just spend on quality and then three or three is like, oh, they don't fit me anymore, so yeah anyway. although to be fair like i'm i'm wearing clothes now but like i put on two shirts the other day that i haven't worn in like 15 years 20 yeah. years one of them's 20 years old like i've worn it i don't think i've ever worn it in public because it just never actually fitted mm. like why i even bought it i don't know maybe it was a present from my mum or something but like that's that's kind of where i'm at now with my with my journey but you know this episode's really about yeah about you um is there anything because I don't know how long we've been talking now, maybe almost an hour. Is there anything that you like haven't kind of said that you think is really important to mention or any kind of words of wisdom for maybe other women out there either trying to get pregnant, maybe struggling or, um, you know, in pregnancy, having nausea, all these things that we've talked about. Is there anything that you want to say maybe to them? Um, the thing we didn't talk about is like, I feel like, mentally like i feel like i should have not coped as well as i did this pregnancy because i was functioning on like an hour sleep at some point postpartum and then we've got two kids at school you've got to get them like the logistics of getting them there and all that like i feel like and then financially everybody's struggling at the moment with all the rate rises and stuff so you've got it going on with like i'm on maternity leave and i'm not getting paid Plus, we're building a house. So it's like, there's a lot going on. I yeah, <laughs> and this is spoke before, <laughs> and that's yeah. probably just like touching the surface. Um, so I was kind of expecting to struggle a bit mentally after this one. I was like, if this is the pregnant, if I'm going to get postpartum after any pregnancy, like it's going to be this one. And actually, I just felt like I didn't really feel low. Like I. There's certain points where I was like, I am so ridiculously tired, I'm just going to start crying. But that was like, I get sleep and I'm, I feel absolutely fine again. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but like I was actually shocked that I didn't feel more down. Yeah, I mean, I, I've noticed that definitely. I mean, I hope you don't mind me saying, like, you don't have a history of anxiety or you know, anything diagnosed, but you do get more stressed than than I do. I think. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, and definitely, like, yeah, I mean, like we're yeah we're building a house, so we you know we're um, like we I started a new job like a year ago. We like new baby, oh, yeah. like interest rate rises, like our mortgage has gone up like sixty thousand dollars a year or something. Like just it's gone up like fifty percent or something. Literally doubled, like it's insane. Fifty is doubled. Like, you know, that is a lot to make anyone stress. Yeah, and I think on um, the background of like I feel like I felt a little bit guilty about like, oh okay, I'm just gonna go off and work now for like it's just gonna not work for a while now and like not get paid for like four or five months while this is all going on i was that was like the financial was a big stress at the moment and i do i stress more than you about stuff i yeah. get like fixated and really stressy about things um so i thought i'd like i was expecting to struggle a bit but i like i've surprised myself and i don't know if that's the meat or maybe because yeah, i didn't I, have I, that much stress in other pregnancies but yeah, but then we weren't trying to build a house and it wasn't the interest yeah. rate rises and fourth baby yeah. and all the rest of it. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, remember when I was early on in, in Carnival and we were designing the house and, and I remember having an argument because you just thought I didn't care because I wasn't like, I wasn't super stressed <laughs> about the, the house and you were just like, yeah, but you, don't, you don't care, like you're not even reacting. And I was like, I do care. I'm just like, it's just I'm not stressed about it like yeah. it'll be fine and then you're kind of like that now you're like yeah. yeah like whatever water off a duck's back like it'll be fine we'll work it out yeah which is kind of like that's oh a, that's i a still stress you. a bit but not anywhere near as bad as, <laughs> not as much yeah no for sure i mean any any other words for maybe women out there who are wondering about doing an animal-based you know kind of pregnancy mm. i mean for me it worked really well um definitely felt a lot better um but i guess it's like the thing with pregnancy is it's so um it depends on like your circumstances and what your pregnancy is like and what you know what care and stuff you're going to be needing and stuff but I, the thing is i don't think you need like vegetables for a healthy diet basically is my takeaway from it yeah, I mean, I, I, think, I think I just go with what feels right for you. Like, if it feels good and you're feeling good on it and it's working, just go with it. I mean, obviously, like junk food, junk food tastes good, but like you know, <laughs> yeah, um, in a with being sensible with it. But. Yeah, so I think I think the key thing here, you know, obviously, look, officially, carnivore diet is not recommended in pregnancy. I have to say that. Apologize to viewers and listeners if you can hear. Our number two child has woken up. She's unwell. She's just about started crying. So we're gonna wrap. We're gonna wrap this up pretty quickly now. Um, but yeah, like officially, carnivore diet is not recommended during pregnancy. Uh, I'd always recommend people go and speak to their doctor, their GP, their obstetrician, their midwife um, about about that. And uh, but if they're having any issues, you know, they definitely need to go and see someone. But otherwise, yeah, I think you're right. Like we don't necessarily need those vegetables we certainly don't need all of the junk food we don't need the wheat the bread the pasta like all yeah. this empty stuff you know in the pregnancy 
Uh, and I, I certainly see it all the time that like people just don't eat enough meat, full stop. Mm. But especially women in pregnancy just don't eat enough meat. Yeah. Yeah. And I think if you're if your iron is low, that's gonna make you feel like a hundred times worse. So just even from a getting your iron levels up from a eating meat perspective. Like even if you're not going like pure carnivore, yeah. That's probably gonna help if you just increase how much yeah, ab- ab- absolutely. Yeah, I mean, the things like oxalates. I know you're not massively into the, the research, you know, and anti nutrients, oxalates, I things just like know that. What you, told me. you know what I've told you, <laughs> but certainly that's my my interpretation. I think of why things like nausea, why your nausea went away when you stopped mm. eating the vegetables, was actually things like the the, men, the wheat products, you know, the lectins, the oxalates, the poisons. You know, in my mind, it makes sense if you're basically ingesting poison, essentially, when you're pregnant um, and you're in that kind of early first trimester, this this really rapid kind of growth phase where we know anything that's teratogenic is is super dangerous in that first trimester. That's Mm. the most dangerous period. It actually makes sense that you get incredibly nauseated and, and your body's telling you don't eat yeah well even from previous pregnancies like you know certain vegetables and f- would make you or well fruits but mainly vegetables like if you eat them like it just doesn't it makes you more nauseous and feel worse mm. i kind of noticed that and it was never like meat or dairy like dairy definitely helped massively with that so like even before i guess before you even know it you kind of know it like you if you listen to your body essentially yeah i think when you kind of look back you you do just kind of know it um anyway i think that's probably maybe a good time to wrap up unless there's anything else you want to add i think it's our bedtime we've been going for about an hour now it's definitely all of our bedtimes (laughs) noah's smiling away at the thought of going to bed as well he's been super good today thank you very much noah um anyone that's listening on uh, in their cars or anything well he would say he would say hi, but you know he's not talking, so uh, he's only two months old. Um, anyway, thank you very much, Imogen, for coming on today's show. I really do appreciate it because I know you are incredibly busy right now, mum of four, as we know, um, studying for exams and even you know to the point of breastfeeding on the show. So amazing woman here, everybody. Um, thank you so much for coming on the show mm-hmm. and. Uh, Thank you guys for tuning into this episode of the Meet Medic podcast. Let me know in the comments down below. Please, everyone let Imogen know how well she's done. I think she's been absolutely great today on today's show. She was incredibly nervous about coming on. I think she's been amazing today. So thank you, Imogen, for coming on. We'll see you guys in the next episode. Thank you, for this li- Thank you for listening to this episode of the Meek Medic Podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star review on your podcast platform of choice. It really does help to spread the word that how, how we can improve mental and physical health through diet and nutrition. If you are imp- interested in improving your own... Okay, let's just re-record that. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Meek Medic Podcast. If you found this episode useful, please leave a five-star review on your podcast platform of choice. It really does help out the channel to grow. 
If you have found this useful and you want to improve your physical and mental health further, please do check out my website, themeekmedic.com, where you can find all my eBooks are currently 50% off with the code 50 off. That's code 50 off, five zero off, O-double-F, for 50% off all eBooks. Take care. Thank you. See you in the next episode.